Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taron, and as always, I am joined by the other three. Them three. It's Jamie, Dan, and Joe. What up, Oose? Yes, Jack. It's the Crown Jewel, Jack. Next week it's Crown Jewel, Jack. I'm so happy with my Hulkamaniacs, brother. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that video. Quicker than a women's elimination match from uh, the Queen's Crown. I didn't, I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown, other than I know when it comes to the Crown Jewel, Jack, um, and they are having the King of the Ring finals and the Queen's Crown finals, as far as I'm aware. But I did read that all of the women's first-round Crown Jewel matches were less than eight minutes when you calculated all however many of the them were first-round matches. The longest was Natalia yeah. versus the Doodrap. Uh, that was two minutes, 58. Yeah, less three minutes, all of them. It's good to show that they're putting the spotlight on the women again, isn't it? Well, the the Dana Brooke one made sense because she's facing Shayna Baszler, but she was put in a rear naked chokehold, which you're like, she shouldn't kick out of that. And then all of a sudden, she's just like tapped out and knocked out straight away within a minute and a half. But I've I've heard other like wrestling sources say there's so many women there, and there's so many people who could debut like your Mia Yims and your Dakota Kai's. Why are they put in? Why are they putting Dana Brooke in there? Like, she hasn't had a televised match in, like, six months. And then she's on there, and she loses in, like, a minute and a half. What's the point? Because it's the jobber, that's why. The Crown Jewel jobbers. But we're having two women's matches at the Crown Jewel, Jack. It's weird, isn't it? We've gone from having none because it's not really allowed to having one that nearly happened. I remember a few years ago, and it got, like, cancelled on the day or the day before, to then finally having one not last year, year before. Am I right in saying that because of the pandemic? Yeah, Alicia, Natalia. That was it. And, you know, they were all quite covered up as far as not wearing their normal attires, weren't they? Um, obviously, just for the rules that, that go over there. So I suppose we have to respect them. Um, and now we've got two matches, which really surprised me. I, I assume they'll all be covered again and not wearing their normal attires. But, yeah, two two matches. It's, it's weird. Could we have an all-women's pay-per-view one day in Saudi Arabia? Um uh, no. I wouldn't have thought so either. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. Unless Hulk Hogan himself was hosting the event. I'm going to miss not having Hulk Hogan there. Hey, guys, with the crown jewel, Jack. I'm well, he really might yet it. be. How do you know he's not going to be there? He might um, be the surprise host like he was back in 2018, They would have advertised it by now, surely. Yeah, but they didn't advertise it. They in Raw beforehand. Well, True. is that going to be your prediction then, is it, Jamie? That he's gonna, no. <laughs> that he's gonna appear or be announced. There's more chance of no. Great Carly being there. Well, it could yet happen. We've not had a battle royal announced yet, have we? For Crown Jewel, they need to do something. Happens. They usually do some sort of like gauntlet eliminator or some sort of battle royal or turmoil match to get people yeah. involved. But I think they're a bit scared because they know they got SmackDown the next day. They probably are just taking the people that they need instead of taking 200 people on a pri- on a big massive jumbo jet. You are right, because obviously, like you say, they've had the Battle Royal before, they had that tag team turmoil, but the um, 
who won that? I can't remember now. I can't remember the ad. The ad one or something. Shane like McMahon that. won the greatest, um, the greatest ever he, to become the best in the world, wasn't it? He became the best in the world. Shane McMahon won that. So which one? Who plays did... Yeah. Ah, so that's what we've had. So we've had a battle royal before. We've had the greatest ever or whatever it was, like you the said. The greatest ever Royal Rumble. And it was a tag team turmoil. Yeah. I think it was a fourteen man tag team turmoil. Fourteen man tag well. team turmoil. And there was some sort of cup because wasn't AJ Styles going Rumble to win it? And yeah, no, like a, no, a different one that AJ Styles was going to win in the Undertaker returned. Oh yeah, and I remember that. And the Undertaker technically won the cup or whatever it was because that screwed on the match up. for the WrestleMania, wasn't it? Yeah, because that set them up for the Mania match. What was that called? The Jedi. I want to say it was like the Jedi Cup or See, something. You, you, the Jedi Cup. See, you could have put this in the uh, in the quiz. <laughs> we, none of us would have had a clue. I might. Yeah, you might have forgotten it by then. <laughs> Let's have a look. Twenty nineteen. I have done a quiz. Don't you worry. Ten quality questions. Um, but is it, it as good was... as mine? Uh, the, well, evil the evil is mine. The evil is mine. Was it all the way back in twenty eighteen? Maybe it was. It would have uh, well, been because no, the it, been it would have been twenty nineteen because the match was at twenty twenty, wasn't it? It was the cinematic match. So that would have been yeah. Right. Don't so forget, 20... there was the greatest Royal Rumble, and then maybe it happened at that. At twenty eighteen, it was the WWE World Cup. <laughs> which must have meant that's when he was classed as best in the world. 2019 was the tag team turmoil. So maybe he, maybe the Undertaker appeared during that. I, no, he, he didn't. He wasn't tag team because it was AJ Styles. And they're like, oh, hey, hang on, I know what it was. Out. I know what it was. Was it not Super Showdown that yeah. that happened at? Yeah, in Australia. No. The, um, Super Showdown's Australia, isn't it? They the did first, win in Australia. No, the first yeah. one was. The first one was, but since then it became in Saudi Arabia. So the first one was in Melbourne in 2018. 2019 Super Showdown was Jeddah. And 2020 yeah. was... Oh, God, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Re... re Riyadh. 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 in Saudi Arabia, so there we go. So it was the 2020... Riyadh. Riyadh one, and that was the to wake that's spot T U W A I Q to wake. I want to say trophy goal mountain trophy. Bobby Lashley <laughs> defeated. Oh, it was the gauntlet match. So Bobby Lashley eliminated was oh god was eliminated by our truth. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> How do we not remember this? Andrade was eliminated by our truth. Eric Rowan was eliminated by our truth. AJ Styles eliminated our truth and then The Undertaker eliminated AJ Styles to win the biggest thing he's ever won in his life, that trophy gauntlet match. I think I need to go back and watch this. Well, when was it? 20, did I say this was 2020? 2019. No, 2020. Oh, must have been so, the start of the year then. It was... It was February 2020. February 2020. Yes, of course. Goldberg so, defeated the Fiend in less than three minutes. So just to remind to everybody, in just over a year ago, Bobby Lashley was the first person eliminated in a gauntlet match for a meaningless trophy by our truth So look how far he's come since. Look, look at the really matches, Yeah. The other matches, Roman Reigns defeated King Corbin in a cage match. 
Well, that's because of the dog Lesnar, food, wasn't it? And Brock Lesnar defended his title against Ricochet. I remember that. It was a squash, <laughs> wasn't it? And they had One minute Baron, the Baron Corbin thing was with the dog food, wasn't it? And they had um, yeah. like tipping dog food over each other and stuff. Was the last match really one minute thirty? Is that how quick it was? God, I didn't even remember. That's it. what it says. One minute thirty. One minute thirty. No, my God. That's like that. That, that was shorter than the Goldberg match. <laughs> Must be the Queen's Crown. <laughs> Are we allowed to call it the Queen's Crown Jack? Yo, it's Queen's Crown it's Jack. Quite similar to the Crown Jewel Jack. The Queen's well, Crown Jack. It is now. It, we've we've wished it. It's there. We'll have to stick with King of the Ring as it is, because King of the Ring Jack doesn't really have um, have the same. The pre-show was the OC Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeating the Viking Raiders. That was just short of ten minutes, which was longer than <laughs> two, three, four of the matches on the main card. Goldberg the Fiend, Roman Reigns, King Corbin. Oh, sorry, that's twelve minutes. That one. Brock what was Lesnar, Goldberg and Ricochet. Fiend? Mansoor defeated Dolph Ziggler and Angel Garza defeated Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Goldberg and the Fiend was 2 minutes and 59 seconds. So it was nearly double the time of that match. <laughs> my dear Lord. As one would say, my dear Lord. <laughs> well, that was, that was Super Showdown. So who knows? Crown Jewel Jack 2021. Maybe a trillion times better. Division 2030. The one thing I will say, we are going to break down. It it is classed as an official WWE pay-per-view, so it will be part of the Prediction League, so I can reclaim some points in this with my quality predictions and climb rightfully where I belong at the top of the pay-per-view prediction league. (laughs) But I will say, having a look at it... before I prepared the notes and whatnot, because, you know, I do prepare this podcast. I don't just think of it, you know, off the top of my head, as some people may think. Um, we'll let the quality of the listeners decide on that. But um, I wasn't massively bothered about the event other than knowing I'm going to Jamie's house to watch a WWE pay-per-view probably for the first time in a good 10 years or so. It's probably been that long. Um, Jamie, you're going to charge him entry. Yeah. It was a few WrestleManias ago. I mean, I'll charge charge him in Kebab Food. In Kebab Food. Well, I will be no doubt um, (laughs) having a takeaway at yours. So, yes, probably so. Um, But I wasn't really bothered. I was more just bothered about seeing Jamie and going to Jamie's house to watch it and having the experience for such a long time and being able to do it. But now I've looked at the card. It's not actually that bad, and I'm actually more excited about the card than seeing Jamie and going to his house now, yes. <laughs> more excited than SummerSlam, this card. Well, at least there actually seems to be some decent... The one thing I will say, we know that the Crown Jewel events, the Saudi shows and whatnot, are usually glorified house shows. But apart from maybe one or two matches, there's actually some meaning and thought behind the card, I will mm-hmm. say. And... Whilst I still think that it's going to be a quite predictable show, and I think we're probably going to have a lot of our predictions are probably going to be the same when we run through each match in a moment, and I still think at least they are, at least they are proper feuds. At least some of them are ending feuds or they're part of feuds, or there's been build-ups to them. And yeah, I don't know what you guys think specifically before we get into our predictions on what we, you know, the card itself. But I, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it now. 
Yeah, it should be good good fun. I mean, the um, card that they've got, they seem to have actually put some thought into it, which is pretty decent. Um, but yeah, even with the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring, um, you know, thinking of what they can do with those and elevating certain people, it's brilliant, to be fair. I'm, I'm more excited about this than I was about SummerSlam. I totally agree with that. Are we ready to jump into it then and have a look, Joe? Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Right. Let's go for it then. So, in no particular order, we'll jump through all the um, matches. I've literally just taken the matches off Wikipedia. So, <laughs> they are in a certain order on there. I'll leave some of the bigger matches till towards the end and kind of make up my own order. But who knows if this will be how it goes on the card. Um, but just to have a quick look at our pay-per-view prediction table, I unfortunately are still sat at the bottom of 24 points. Joe is on 26. Dan is on 31. And God knows how or why, but Jamie sat at the top on 38 points. I am coming for you, Jamie. And I am coming well, for you. How many? What are you on, Dan? 31? 31. There's seven different. So there's seven different. So as long as I pick every single one that you do for the rest of the year, I've won. <laughs> well, I've got some pretty out there predictions for King and Queen of the Ring. So we'll see if you agree with me on those ones. Well, well we, we did that last week, didn't we? So are mm. all of our contenders still in from what we said last week? No. Um, well, last I said Karrion was... Cross, he didn't even make the tournament. And yeah, I said Natalia, and, and she's out. So. And I said Mansour. So we'll, we'll go for it officially on this <laughs> prediction. Um, and we'll, we'll break it down now. So as always, guys, we'll um, go with who we think is going to win. Um, and we'll have a, a look specifically on how we think the build-up's been for each match and if we're even particularly bothered about it. So there hasn't been, as we um, spoke about earlier before we started recording the pod, there hasn't been an official announcement yet for a um, pre-show or a kickoff event. I assume there will be one because there always is one, and whether or not there's a match or not, um, I don't think we'll go with any predictions on whether any of these matches specifically will be on the pre-show, because I don't think they will. Um, so let's just jump into it and say there'll be a pre-show, there won't be a match. I mean, in fact, let's look at it this way then. Go on then. Let's say any of the nine matches that have been announced now, none of those are going to be on the pre-show, but they are going to throw a pre-show together. Are there any feuds in the background that are happening now that we think might be thrown on the pre-show or just any particular match we think that for no Usos reason at all they'll just throw together Usos versus the Mysterious probably because Rubber Reigns is already there so they've already got uh, the Raw Tech match on um, Hardball I would have thought the Usos would go with it and I would have thought Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio might go so they might do that I'm going to say they're going to do Austin Theory and Jeff Hardy again that's a good show. I don't know. I mean, again, it's difficult on whether or not we know if a lot of these people, like you said earlier, are going to travel to start with it, just in case we know there's been delays previously and they've had to throw NXT stars on, on SmackDown and, and, and things like that to try and make a card for the show. Um, but also, we don't know if people are travelling for any, or rather not travelling for any other reason. And we're not going to get into the politics on this because we all know about the politics side of things with Saudi Arabia and the reasons why some people don't travel, but we know that that can be a factor as well. But I do think, now, now you said that Austin Theory, Jeff Hardy rematch from Raw, perhaps give Jeff his win back because, you know, he, he did lose and, and probably rightly so because we need to build Austin Theory. And I, I think that if you... 
if it's whilst this pay-per-view, like we said, does have a bit more meaning to what the normal Saudi Arabia shows do, at the same time, I don't necessarily think it hurts if somebody specifically loses on this because, it, you know, it's not one of the big four. It's not something that's being shown um, at a decent time in America. It's a decent time for us, but for the United States, where, you know, the core market is, a lot of people probably won't even watch this live, may watch it back. Some people will just read the results. And when you're reading the results just off paper, it might not necessarily mean as much to you as it does as if you're watching it live. So it gives an idea for Jeff Hardy's going to be back and not necessarily hurt Austin Theory. So I think that's a, I think that's a good shout. I'm, I'm just going to go with a pre-show match for no reason at all of just throwing two random people together just because sometimes they do. And I'll say it'll be Cesaro versus Dolph Ziggler. So that's what I'll go with. <laughs> Looking at Digital Spy, they have said that a pre-show will start at 4 p.m. So a one-hour oh, okay. kickoff show would start at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. in the UK. Winner, winner. We'll do me. We'll get. Our, I'll get to yours at half past four, Jamie. <laughs> we'll turn it on. Right. That's when the match would start, anyway. Right, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that'll when the Cesaro Golf Ziggler. First blood match will start. <laughs> okay, I'll just finish my Vinter. There we go. So let's kick it off. No particular order apart from we have to start with this match because he's the hero. He's the hero. So all the Saudi Arabians out there, can he keep his 100% record in Saudi Arabia going? I think he's appeared at every Saudi Arabia show, whether it be Greatest Royal Rumble, Super Showdown, or Crown Jewel. I think I'm right in saying that, and he's been successful at all of them. Or he's certainly appeared at everyone since he debuted. Um, we have Mansoor, and we have him taking on Mustafa Ali. Now, this is a slight interesting one because it's it's been quickly thrown together potentially for the fact that they knew that there was a Saudi Arabia show coming up. I feel it's a little premature that they more or less had a breakup of them as a, as a tag team on Raw, I want to say, was it, that, that, that they're on? Um, but nevertheless, whilst I'm not particularly interested in the match at all, these guys can both go, and they're both great workers, so I still think if they give them the time, which there are other matches I think we'll give plenty more time to than this one, but who knows? They could probably pull something together even in a few minutes, even if it is only going to last that long. Um, but I, I mean, I might as well start off with this one. I, yes, of course, I'm going with the hero that is Mansoor. I can't see any other reason around it. But yeah, Dan, what, what are your thoughts on, on the build to this one, the idea behind it, and yeah, who's going to win? Yeah, but I think they, they needed to do something with Mansoor. And we were like, oh, well, who are they going to tag against? They're going to go against Mysterios. They're going to get a tag title shot. And they hadn't really had much wind in their sails. Um, but yeah, that match, it, you know, it's decent. Uh, Mustafa Ali will give him a solid match. He's one of the best. He's probably one of the most underrated workers in the entire WWE. Like, incredible worker. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be a solid 10, 15-minute match. But yeah, Mansoor going over, you'll get the clean win, I think. Here we got Joe. Um, I seems to have Mansoor. Um, Mustafa Ali was on um, the bump actually yesterday, and he was like, "You see, like the way he wants to match with Mansoor, like he's like too happy and smiley, and he's like too much in, like as he's acting like a fan and not acting like a wrestler. So, like Mustafa Ali basically told the story on the bump, like he wants to teach Mustafa uh, Mansoor how." 
how he should act and how he should behave. Like, my son, was saying, like, he used to be a man, so when he was done, like, happy to be there, shaking everyone's hand. But he said, like, over the past couple of years, like, he's been sitting on a misuse and misjudge, and he wants to teach mad saw a lesson. So that's basically the story behind it. So are you going with a Mansour win on this one? Yeah, Mansour. Mansour to win. Jamie? The man that used to be on a 27-match winning streak <laughs> until he got annihilated by Sheamus. <laughs> yeah, Mansour. Now he's currently on a seven-match losing streak. Well, he needs so the win he's... then, doesn't he? Exactly. I was just looking. He, he has been at Super Showdown 2019, the Crown Jewel Jack 2019, and Super Showdown 2020. Uh, Dose Igles, Cesaro, and that Battle Royale, he is all won. And he's going to keep the streak alive and go so, four for four the, and start his streak, own Undertaker streak. I was going to say, so the streak won't be over. No, it will continue, and he will go 25-0. and 0 in Saudi Arabia. But that's day. the question then. Who will break the streak? No will one it will be? break the streak. It will be better Bron than the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. No, it'll be Bron Breaker. He will he'll have it there. <laughs> Bron break the streaker, he'll be saying I am. <laughs> the streaker, did you just say? Yeah, because he's Bron Breaker. Bron break the streaker. Hey, next week we got the grizzled young veterans facing Bron Breaker and Tommaso Champa. I cannot wait. Well, we know who's going to win that one. Probably Mansoor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Get him down to NXT. Right, we've all gone for Mansoor on that one, so make a note of that. Right, okay then. Let's have a look at the triple threat match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. So, we've got Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So, this is the first of our two women's matches in Saudi Arabia. It's a triple threat match. It's the first ever triple threat match in Saudi Arabia for the women. Um, and, yeah, and the, the title's on the line. I assume this is the first time that a women's belt's on the line then as well, because Natalia and... So. Who did we say it was Natalia and... Lacey Evans. Lacey that was just a singles match, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Um, triple threat. Dan, who have you got and why? Um, so there's only one competitor that remains on SmackDown after uh, the pay-per-view, and that is Sasha Banks. So I'm going to say Sasha Banks wins the belt because it keeps the belt on SmackDown. Okay. Joseph. I disagree. I think I'll be Becky Lynch. What's your thoughts behind that one? Um, Bella Banks have just like kind of been like going back and forth. Becky Lynch has only just won it, and I think um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair will just do like the swap, like they need to swap them, just swap the belts over. Um, Becky Lynch is on fire. They're they're cheering for her. Um, she's got a new attitude. Bianca Bella isn't it long enough. Sasha Banks is just kind of like in and out. So yeah, go for Becky Lynch for me. Jamie? I completely agree with Joe. Becky Lynch. Again, Charlotte's gone over to SmackDown. It doesn't make sense for anyone else to win it but Becky Lynch. Um, go over to Raw with the belt. Whether to do that whole swap over of the belts, I have no idea. Maybe to just be fun with it and just keep it as blue and red on the opposite show. 
And then at Survivor Series, do you have a match in there for something? No well, idea. I, I'm a, I'm a bit torn on this one because I, I agree on the fact that the, the idea is probably just going to be that Becky and Charlotte swap the belts going over, but there is still chance for Charlotte to lose the title before the brand split takes effect the day after Crown Jewel. So they could potentially, on Monday this week, suddenly say, oh, your main event tonight is Charlotte defending against whoever, and she drops the belt then. Um, and they do need ratings on Raw at the moment. They do need ratings. So I'm going to say that's going to happen. So I'm going to say she loses the title to somebody who's staying on Raw. Who T- I don't Tegan know. Knox. Why not? Nikki <laughs> <Ash>. <laughs> yeah, Nikki is age, yeah. Um, and Becky's going to lose the title. And I'm going to say, keep the crowd happy with a fan favourite. Um, why not? Bianca Belair gets the bell back. Why not? Uh, this is uh, why you bought him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. We've seen this. I feel like we've, we've probably only seen it once, but I feel like we've seen it about four or five times. Um, RK Bro defending Bro. against AJ Styles and Omos. Um, you'll know better than me, Dan. Have have we seen this more than once, or have we only seen this once? Uh, we've seen it when they won the belts off them um, originally oh, back I, at the paper. Haven't deal. they been having singles matches been against singles each other? Advice. Yeah, they've been doing yeah. singles and trying to ambush each other. Um, so it's been a, something that's been going on. But if you want my prediction, I'm going to go with RK Bro because they're going to lead up to the Royal Rumble where one eliminates the other and then they're eventually going to get to Mania where they have a match. So they need to keep the belts for a, a couple more months now before they can have the eventual split. Yeah, RK Bro. Bro. Same, same reasons. Yeah. They've only just yeah. recently won it. Fair enough. And Joe? Okay, bro. I mean, AJ and Omos, their part room was just okay. But yeah, fair place Randy Orton and Riddle, they're entertaining. I mean, Riddle makes it, and then just, uh, just Randy Orton's like deadpan expression, like every time the Riddle like, goes, Randy, what would happen if we did this, Randy? And you just can see Randy Orton's face, and you just like try not to laugh, or like try not to like. <laughs> You can just see him like, I just want to punch you in the face. So we're all waiting for him. He's going to tear on him eventually, but it's, it's good for now. So could we put Edge with them and they could then become rated RK, bro? Don't give them ideas, Dan. We know Vince listens to this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going with RK, bro, as well. Purely on for the fact, though, that Survivor Series is the next event and it's Raw versus SmackDown in that pointless feud that we have that means nothing. And they're going to but need I'm people. wearing red. Exactly, and they're going to need heels versus faces. And am I the Usos? They, are they the SmackDown Tag Team Champions still? Yeah. What up, Boos? Yes. So heels versus faces. Um, the Usos' brother is debuting on NXT next week as well. They are indeed Rikishi's other son. Other What's son? his name? I can't remember. I can't remember. Who knows? Sika Roma or something like that. Yes, that sounds, sounds about right. It's, not <laughs> it's probably not right, but it's something along those lines, yes. Yeah. Bron Breaker too. Um, I've just thought now, actually, I'm not going to go back on my prediction for the winner's match, but Survivor Series, it probably now, think about it, does make more sense to swap 
the belt so they both remain the champions so it can be Becky versus Charlotte at Survivor Series. Then again, is aren't they both heels? Yeah. Yeah, scrap that. Well, Bianca Belair versus... Yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, who knows? Just throwing it out there, but I'll, no, I'll I mean, stick with that. And I'll have... go for Arcade Bro. I mean, just going completely random, maybe. Maybe they can do this. You'd have Becky Lynch and someone else from SmackDown in a inter-brand tag team match, winner take all. So it could be Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair versus Charlotte from SmackDown and Alexa Bliss from Raw or something like that. So you'd have a Raw champion and a SmackDown champion. I mean, it's a good idea, but they'll never do it because they're not smart enough to think of that. (laughs) So are you changing your prediction? Are you keeping it as it is? No, I said thingy. I said they'll face each other in the series. Fair enough. Right. And that's a way then to obviously have the belts on the right show. Well, we'll stay with you, Jamie, for the first stipulation. The no holds barred, in other words, no DQ hardcore street fight match between Bob the Lash himself, Bobby Lashley, and Goldberg. Yes, this is going to be the what I'm going to call the match of the year. What? <laughs> Never going to happen. Goldberg's <laughs> going to absolutely destroy him, isn't he? Um, I hope Bob the Lash wins, but Goldberg needs this win to reenact the trilogy match. Which will happen at either Survivor Series or the Rumble, maybe even at WrestleMania if they can prolong it that. But yeah, yeah obviously Bobby Lashley got the one up. We all know WWE likes to go for trilogies and have that third match. I mean, the next match you're probably going to talk about is another match. So uh, Goldberg, Bob the Lash. Goldberg. They've said you've seen Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder three. Now have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley three. I think we're going to build it the trilogy, right? Yeah. You're going for Goldberg, Joe. Um, same. I'm going for Goldberg. Goldberg's going to get out all the points from under the ring and like came over then with a steel chair. And kind of stick. Gabe Goldberg's going to be under the ring, and um, Gabe, Gabe Goldberg gonna, on a pole match. Yeah, um, Goldberg's going to like handcuff Lashley to the rope, and then get Gabe Goldberg to like punch him in the face, something like that. Yeah, Goldberg to win. Have you got Goldberg as well, Dan? <laughs> I have got the Goldberg, the Bill Goldberg, not the Gage Goldberg, the Bill Goldberg to win. But Gage Goldberg will appear. Yeah, I I'm sure appear. he'll help. Yeah. Guest timekeeper or something. I hope he gets strangled out again. <laughs> I, um, I'll go with um, I'll go with Goldberg as well. I think Gage will probably have handcuff. some sort of handcuffs and they'll and they'll handcuff Bobby Lashley or something. And as, as Bobby Lashley's <laughs> trying to get himself all off, he'll then spear him and hurrah, winner. Um, That's why Taron goes last so he can steal everyone else's ideas. No, it was more of an idea that I, I don't <laughs> I don't think it matters that Bobby actually loses in Saudi Arabia because as we've said There's in no the continu- in the continuity commentary side of things, as you say, it is no title, it doesn't really mean much. 
it's not going to harm Bobby Lashley. Goldberg technically needs the win back in a sense if they are keeping around. I think he's still got a couple of matches left on his contract um, and no doubt he'll probably sign another one and go well into his sixties at this rate. But um, <laughs> yes, I'll go with the Goldberg. Right. The first of our two final matches. Let's go for the Queen's Crown, Jack, on this one. The Queen's Crown. Um, so on this one, there's, I'm going to say there's two quality points up for grabs here. If you correctly predict who is going to be in the final and who's going to win. So we'll start with, um, we'll start with yourself, Dan. So Selena Vega or Carmella versus Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop. Who have you got in the final? Who's going to win and why? So I've got Selena Vega beating Carmella. Um, yeah. No major reason. Mainly, mainly because with Carmella, she's already doing this gimmick where she's wearing a little face mask um, yeah. to, to wrestle with. So I don't think with them being um, heavily covered up, this face mask thing's going to work in the final. So I'll put uh, Selena Vega because she does need to have a bit of a boost more. She's going to face Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler is going to choke her out in about a minute and a half. And it, she's going to go from the Queen of Spades to the Queen of Spades. Brilliant. Joe? I've got Shayna Baszler to beat Dewdrop. I've got the opposite way. I'm thinking it'll be Carmella because... She's doing the face gimmick and she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And then Shayna Baszler's in a near in the face of Brinkley Nerves. So, yeah, Shayna Baszler's a win as well. Amy? Carmella versus Shayna Baszler in the final. And for my additional five points, because I said Carmella <laughs> would win the Queen of the Ring last week, and she has the possibility of reaching the final again. So I, I have to double down on Carmella. I said she would win it before they even announced who was going to be in it. Carmella is queen. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, this, is why, for Carmella. <laughs> this is why I'm going to be top. It is top of the... Uh, two points. <laughs> of, the, of the league after this. I am going with Carmella to beat Selena Vega. I haven't quite so, worked Selena out... Who? Selena Don't Vega. Do Somehow Dewdrop is going to beat <laughs> Shayna Baszler and Dewdrop is going to be the first Queen's Crown Jack winner. I just think when Vince McMahon likes, he has this phase where he goes through really liking somebody and he always win everything and then he bores of them and moves on and she'll probably, unfortunately, I hope not to like that never, but gets released at some point. Um, and I think she's just on the up at the moment and Dewdrop is going to win, win, win the Queen's <laughs> Crown tournament. Uh, do I think she should? I don't think it necessarily matters. I, I think Shayna Baszler should win, and, and maybe she will, and I won't have any complaints if she does. But, yeah, that's going to be my wild, wild prediction. Um, yes, do drop. To do it all. To do it all. Um, my dear Lord. My dear Lord. <laughs> right. Speaking of my dear Lord, did we ever think that we would see at Saudi Arabia 
a hell in a cell match. And you know what? I'm quite surprised. I'm surprised for two reasons. I'm surprised one, they're having a hell in a cell match to start with. But two, I'm quite surprised they're still calling it a hell in a cell match. I know you can't call a hell in a cell match anything other than a hell in a cell match. I suppose you could call it a cell match. But I just think because of the connotations, and again, we're not going to get into it, but because of the connotations of what happens in Saudi Arabia, what happens to certain people, or what's alleged, should I say, to have happened to certain people, to have a hell in a cell match, using both the word hell and cell, with rumours and accusations that have been out there, it's a bit like, you know how in Germany... They don't call the Elimination Chamber match an Elimination Chamber match in Germany. And when the Elimination Chamber, I don't know if you guys know this, but when the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is advertised in Germany and when it's released on DVD and Blu-ray, the pay-per-view isn't called Elimination Chamber because of the negative connotations for the chamber and obviously the gas chambers. It's, oh, what's it called now? Jamie probably knows. I'll tell you now. It's no escape. No Escape, that's it. It's called WWE No Escape, and it's called the No Escape Match in ACC. <laughs> so, because of that. So, again, in a similar fashion, I'm surprised they're calling it the Hell in the Cell, but, you know, that's just my view. I, I am happy to call it that, but yeah. Um, I'll go first. I don't think... I don't think it's going to be a Hell in a Cell match to the extent in which people are like, oh, wow, look, an all-time classic. It should be because it's got Edge and Seth Rollins in it and they can work. We know that and the match should be good. And I think if it was perhaps at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view or another pay-per-view, we might see a bit more, you know, of the weapons used, a bit more of a hardcore match. They're probably going to tone it down a bit more because we've got a no-holds-barred match on the show as well. Um but in saying that, I don't necessarily think the no holds bar match is going to be much of a hardcore match. It's more just because of Goldberg's limitations to try and mask them. I think it'll just be kendo sticks and a couple of chairs and that's it. On this one, I don't really see much of anything again other than the odd kendo stick or chairs. And really, the cell is just there for, I suppose, what its main purpose is to keep them in the ring and keep them confined. But I don't really think they're going to use it much either. I think it's going to be more of a wrestling match in the ring and the cells is kind of going to be there. Um, I'd love to be proved wrong, I really would, but yeah. Um, but Seth Rollins is going to get the win. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the last match? Um, Seth Rollins won the last match. Did he? he yeah, he beat him in Madison Square Garden, Rollins. it was ref stoppage. Edge is going to win the hell in a cell. <laughs> no, you've already said. Um, well, hang on. How many times have they faced each other and who's won them? So they faced each other at SummerSlam. Edge won. Then they faced each other at the Super SmackDown. Seth Rollins won. Ref stoppage. He got taken so away in an ambulance. this is the match. This is the Wubba match. And they're both going up. We've already discussed this, haven't we? They're both going over to Raw, which makes no sense. So they could carry on the feud. So, yes, I saw it. Seth Rollins, he's going to do it. Seth Rollins wins the match. This is why you're bottom of the table. Seth is going to do it. Right, go on then, Dan. Um, Edge. I don't even need to explain the answer. Edge is going to win. Jamie? Yeah, Edge. (laughs) And Joe? Yeah, I think Edge has got to win, like... Like you, he's gone too far in like invading. You know, Seth Rollins did the whole home invasion, you know, 
Edge is having on revenge. It's got to be Edge. Got to get some retribution, but Seth break it to his house. No retribution of split up, Joe. They're on different shows. <laughs> I cannot I wait Rollins to win, but Edge is going to win. I cannot but wait I want Rollins to for win. next week's show. I can't wait to be at Jamie's next Thursday and to see Edge lose to Seth Rollins. I'll be messaging you all. Let, let's use a line that Tarrant always uses when he's completely wrong. Don't be so stupid. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? If, yes, if I am. Ro- if, Ed if, if Seth wins Rollins this... wins this match, I'm going to take a shit in the middle of this room. <laughs> no, but if Ed <laughs> wins this match, I want Seth Rollins to win. Yeah, but you'll say that, yeah. Jamie's confirmed he'll take a shit in the middle of the room. <laughs> the amount of shit that you owe. <laughs> it's great uh, right the king of the ring um oh we won't say king of the ring jack where we know just the king of the ring final very much in the same fashion of the queen crowns jack um final where we guess who's going to be in the final and who's going to win we'll do the same thing so we'll start with jamie sammy Zayn or finn balor versus jinder mahal or Xavier Woods. Yeah. So we all know Sami Zayn's history uh, with Saudi Arabia, so you can basically say there is no chance in hell that Sami Zayn is going. So that's a Finn Balor win right there, isn't it? So we know Finn Balor's going. And then it's a toss-up, really, because between Jinder Mahal or Xavier Woods. You want to have that great story of Xavier Woods going all the way, finally having his moment outside the New Day. Kofi's had his singles run. Big E's had his single run. But to have two faces in the final facing each other, as great as it would be, I don't know. And Saudi Arabia, Virginia Mahal, possibly. I know, obviously, he's from Punjab, India, but um, it's a tough one. Um, I will go... Finn Balor's winning it, okay. and he will defeat Jinder Mahal. Okay. Um, I will go next then. I am on the same page as you as far as there's no way Sami Zayn's going to Saudi Arabia. It'll be Finn Balor. The, why would you have Jinder Mahal beat Kofi Kingston, as I'm, am I right in saying? Why would you have Jinder Mahal beat Kofi Kingston when Jinder's been a bit of a jobber again lately? When you could have had Kofi versus Xavier just to see you know, how it goes and that match would have been quite good. So why would you have him win not to go all the way through to the final and be a crown jewel? So I agree as well. I'm going Finn versus Jinder. To me, is he going King Jinder? But to me, if they built Jinder properly, a hit to me a heel always works better these days as King of the Ring, being a cocky bastard with the crown on than a face does. I mean, King Finn Balor, King Balor. I just, I don't know. Jinder Mahal, Jinder Mahal is going to be the King of the Ring. What have you got, Joe? I've got um, Finn Balor beat Sami Zayn. I thought that was obvious. 
did the visit Xavier, I was saying it was Damien. I was just tossing between the two because like, Xavier would just be like me petitioning, paying the ring to come back and he wants it. But face versus face doesn't really make sense. So I've got Finn versus Jinder and I've got Finn to win. He becomes, because he's Prince, he's like Prince, Prince Devon. Devon. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's coming out to print. So he'll, he'll be now king now, go from prince to king. Would you love it if he was King Devitt, if he just decided to just retire yeah. Finn Balor and he was just King People Devitt? People won't get it though, so that's why they won't do it. Yeah. So and maybe that's why Prince, prince Devitt to King Balor, it's an evolution well, over time. The only well, other thing I can pop... Well, also the, uh, the demon. The demon as the well, demon yeah. So you never know, he could, just, he could have a third personality and he's... He's Prince Devitt in there. The only the thing that I could possibly think of, but I'll let Dan go first. I'll let Dan go first, King. and then I have an alternate scenario. Go on, Dan. Go on, go on, so, Dan. yeah, same with you guys. Sammy Zing's not going over, so we know Finn Balor's the one side of it. Now, I was swaying towards Jinder, because Jinder with the crown would be good, but I think with the last four people to win King of the Ring have all been heels, um, and it doesn't really matter. I think that they want to... I'm two minds. I think having Xavier Woods there, having the crown, and thinking of all of those new 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 day t-shirts with Xavier on the throne, um, you know, it was like a cartoon unicorn with a crown on t-shirts would sell quite well and they can make a lot of merch off it. Um, but alternatively, Finn Balor beating him and the internet basically going nuts, going, oh my God, I can't believe that they built this all up for this and they took it away from us. So it could go either way, but I'm going to edge it to Xavier Woods. I reckon he'll get the cheeky roll up and then all of the handshakes um, and it is now time for Xavier Woods to be king. So, what I was going to say is, I know we'll talk about two faces possibly going there, but what about a Finn Balor heel turn against Xavier Woods and he basically turns dirty to win it? So rather than having a face-to-the-face, we have a heel King Balor after defeating the the story te- the story tale dream of Xavier Woods, but that's the only way I can see it happening. If it is Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods in the final, Balor's gonna win and he's gonna turn heel. Fair enough. Well, the predictions are now locked, so we've got two matches left. We have the WWWWE Championship. The WEDF. <laughs> WEDF, as Mike Adam Woody would say. Big E defending against Drew McIntyre. Um, I'll go first. Nice He's and easy. Finally back in the title picture. <laughs> um, this goes to Big Langston. Beamy. Yeah. Big. Uh, yeah, I mean, Langston. I mean, this will just be easy to say. Does anybody else disagree? Are we all going for Big E on this one? Okay. Yeah, Big E's going to win. It's nice to see Drew McIntyre back in the title picture. Now he's allowed to compete for it again. Yeah. yeah. And then we all know SmackDown and takes so... the Universal title. Or does he? I was going to say right. the same thing. We know we go to SmackDown, so it's like it's almost like written already. You know? And you've seen um, Big E go in, you know, he's at Iowa State uh, football game on the weekend. He's at Deontay Wilder and Fury. He's there with the belt. You know, he is trying well he's, he's being the face of the company um and i don't think he is a flash in the pan win he's going to keep that belt for a little while at least up until the rumble okay right let's move on to what i assume will be the main event as my screen goes darker it's getting, it's getting dark do you want it 50 is, people to meet the terran 
Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. And will Paul Heyman be a factor in this? So, if we're assuming... Let's look at it in this way. Do we want to send... Or do the WWE want to send the Saudi Arabian crowd home happy? If so, do we have this as the main event? And do we have Roman Reigns as the heel go over? Or do we have Brock to go over since he's a face these days and send them home happy? Or do we have a different match as the main event, potentially Big E versus Drew McIntyre? That's what we've got to ask ourselves. I don't know what the answer is, other than I'm going for Roman Reigns to retain. Dan? Um, I think Reigns will retain, but I think it'll be a no contest. Um, I think though this isn't a sort of match they want to one and done. I think it can go again at the Royal Rumble. Um, and I think they'll have a definitive match at the Rumble. Uh, so I can see it being a no contest. Um, Uso's getting involved, Heyman getting involved, the ref throws it out. I can't see that there'll be uh, an actual winner, but Reigns will retain regardless. Joe? Say Michael Reigns retaining it, like Paul Heyman's gonna try and like low bro block Lesnar or the, the Usos will come at the same same like interference. What have you got, Jamie? Yeah, I know Brock Lesnar takes a lot of a lot of punishment in the ring. It usually takes about fifty Superman punches to take him down. But knowing WWE and writing and stuff, the ending is literally gonna be Brock Lesnar is about to go for the win, and Paul Heyman would get into the ring and just kick him in the balls, and then Reigns will spear him, yeah. and that'll be it. Even though he usually takes about 50 Superman punches, it would just be one kick to the balls and a spear, and it's over. <laughs> and then that will be it. Paul Heyman will be officially with Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar. Until some form of turn. Um, which I assume Reigns will eventually turn on Heyman to do a face turn, that's probably how they'll do it, but anyway, that is our I mean, I, I'd love it to be the other way round, Brock Lesnar, it happens to Roman Reigns, like, yeah, if it could it happen anyway, Paul Heyman is going to kick someone in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and James. And that is right in the crown jewels, Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> what a lovely way to leave it there, that's our predictions, they are locked in, we will see on next week's show how we did but before we get on to our quiz this week guys there is just a couple of pieces of news can you still see me i am very dark i know i can't be bothered getting up to turn the lights on that so <laughs> um have we seen the news today about a wwe pay-per-view being cancelled this year no i've not seen that so it has been announced that there will be no december pay-per-view this year TLC has been cancelled. It has potentially been retired and they are just going to have Survivor Series in November and then go to WWE Day 1 on Day one Day, January the 1st. So I'm not particularly bothered. I think I don't like these gimmick pay-per-views. I, we should just go back to the names and have gimmick matches on pay-per-views, especially when you've got gimmick pay-per-views like Extreme Rules and the only match that's Extreme Rules is one match, the main event. I just get rid of them. Hopefully this is the idea of phasing them out or certainly even just getting rid of TLC. Um, yeah, any, any any particular thoughts or comments? Are we bothered? I'm happy with it. And I find with no. December, December's one of these months where, you know, it's Christmas, you've got the gimmick, like 
uh, New Year's gimmicks and you've got the Christmassy gimmicks and very festive. You don't really want a pay-per-view in the middle of it. So for them to not have that and actually give the wrestlers a bit of time to have some family time as well to go home and actually rest and recuperate, I think it's it's best for business and it's best for the competitors. The talent bookers will come back and put in a better performance and day one-ish you know, might be a really decent show then. Did we, well, they bring us on to it. They need to have some viewers first. Did we know that there's declining or fluctuating, should I say, um, ratings for Raw and SmackDown, specifically Raw lately? But did we see the arena? And did you see any photos of the arena from where Raw was this week? This is yeah. good journal, like journalism, isn't it? Yeah, I, I can't, good journalism, I can't remember where Rory even was and what the arena was, but the arena held 18,000 and there was 3,995 in, in attendance. There you go, less than 4,000 in an 18,000 arena. And, you know, props to WWE and their production and the production values, because if you're just watching it on TV, obviously... They know where the hard cam is. They're moving everybody. They're putting everybody behind the hard, or should I say, in front of the hard cam. So, you know, it looks like a full arena the way that they do it. They're very clever. But 4,000 people in an 18,000 arena where tickets have been on sales for weeks, surely that's got to spark some concerns for someone. It's got to, but did you watch Raw? Did you read no. Raw? I, I read it, Raw. it and I read online it was poor. I it actually really thought bad. it read better than it apparently was but if i went and spent my hard-earned money what is it like 65 quid british money to go watch it and that's near front row probably 120 quid if you're front row for a raw and that's british money so it's probably double that 200 quite 250 dollars to sit front row for a monday night raw and you got to watch what we just watched on monday night i would not be happy at all um so with the current product at the moment i can see it but it needs a spark and they've got the talent to get the people get the bums back in the seats but with a recent performance and how AEW has been outshining it, rampage aside, how they have been outshining WWE. Yeah, they need to do. They're doing. So they are doing something, but I think eventually it'll correlate with tickets. But I'm not surprised, especially with the product that we had on on Monday. It was dreadful. I would be potentially looking for a refund if I had to put up with that. That was rubbish. Yes, did like say. I thought he did read better than he was, but I didn't read. Uh, oh, I was dreadful. Read how Honestly, we fast-forwarded it. Like, I think I watched a three-hour roar in about 35 minutes. I just couldn't be bothered. It was just boring, monotonous, slow. Um, I read about the women's match. I, I read, saw the women's match. I thought, oh, that's going to be potential for match of the year. And I read that they just had a bickering squabble, and then it got thrown out. And I thought, there's no point in even bothering. So I just blitz-watched it and fast-forwarded it all. Did you see that there was a... Um... I don't know whether it was on Raw, whether it was actually on Raw, or whether or not it was just posted on the socials afterwards. There was a, like a promo, like a Gravedigger promo. Um, very Undertaker-esque, but it's obviously not Undertaker. Who do we think that's for? I think it's Ember Moon. Because it was anyone who hasn't seen it. It was just like a shoveling in the dirt of the spade and then stabbing the spade into the ground and... There was a bit of mist and blackened. I don't know if there was any thunder or lightning. I can't remember now. But it was it was very Undertaker risk, and obviously we know it's not that. But who else could it be other than Ember Moon? Well, Ember Moon's been saying on NXT for the past month that she needs to change things up, needs to change it up a lot. I think it could be Elias because the last vignette we saw was him in a graveyard. So there's a potential of that. But with Ember Moon, she was especially with the 2.0 remix. They've changed it all up. She doesn't really fit there now. So it, it, I would say Ember Moon. I think that 
she needs to do something um, with that. So it's either Elias or Amber Moon, to be honest. Yeah, because that alliance business just disappeared quickly, didn't it? Mm. God knows where that went. But it could be anybody. I mean, it could be Dakota Kai. Um, it could be Xia Lee. It could be um, anybody, really. Um, Mia Yim. There's loads be. of people. The evil is mine. Oh, it could literally just be burying that gimmick. Could be. Burying Lily. Oh, it buried itself. <laughs> or it could be the burying no, of no, the no, TLC. Yeah, that's probably what it will be now. Although yeah. Chucky, Chucky was on Raw, and Chucky went, oh, I'd like to meet them, when it was doing its little promo. Oh, it was awful. Was oh, that, my God, I want to meet that them. To Chucky the was on Raw. Do you remember when Chucky was on WCW? Are we saying that WWE Raw now is basically WCW Nitro? It's in just 90, Nitro. It's just copying Nitro. Well, we have heard that Vince Russo is coming back in creative, so anything's possible. No, Chucky's ah! never on there. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they're leaking Rampage results. Have you read about that or the ratings? Yeah. Oh, did you hear? They only got 5,000. They only got 500,000 people watching. Yeah, that's because it's on at 10 at night and everyone's in the pub. Well, this week should be interesting because... It's SmackDown is on FS1 instead of Fox this week um, because of a clash with something. Is it to do with the NFL? I don't know. Something like that. Um, so they're showing it on FS1, which most people don't have or don't have full access to. They're, it's a two and a half hour special of SmackDown instead of two two hours. And apparently the last half an hour is going commercial free, allegedly. Yeah. But because of that, Tony Khan... And it's probably something to do with this rumor that WWE are leaking ratings. I mean, why? Number one, why would they? Two, who gives a crap? But um, he's putting on a half-hour like pre-show doing a buy-in, yeah. a buy-in on YouTube. I think Brian Danielson's having a match. against Suzuki. Yeah, um, and there might be something else as well that eats into the two hours, and then the first half an hour is going technically. Uh, sorry, the last half an hour is going head to head with Dynam uh, with with Rampage. He's been all over Twitter as Tony Khan saying we're going to beat them, we're going to hit over the viewers. We're going to beat the show. Yeah, I just, I just, what? The thing is, is he right to say that? First of all, is he right to have the confidence? And two, why would he say that? Because if he doesn't now, if they don't beat that half hour of SmackDown, he's going to look. I mean, a lot of people don't like him already, and a lot of people don't like AW because they're very too much into WWE and, you know, you get fanboys on one side, if you call it that, fanboys on the other, or marks on one side, marks on the other. For him to make that allegation that that's going to happen, or that prediction, if that doesn't happen now, he's going to look stupid. So why why would you say that? Particularly. And can you've he do that? talking about it. Whether he does it or not, I mean, you've got AEW, which but surely... in some is a smaller promotion. It never expects to compete with SmackDown. It's not a surprise. It's not going to compete with SmackDown. SmackDown usually makes 2 million viewers, whereas Rampage hits about a million. If it does, but, maybe but him saying the... that will make more fans go and watch Rampage to compete with it to get those numbers. Him bringing out the competition and having shots fired, as us talking about it, has Twitter talking about it. They are making numbers and, yeah. AEW is a better product. About I'm it, sure though. Dan's slowly coming around to AEW being a better product. Like you well, said, he'll probably, he'll probably watch not all, all of round, Rampage. Not an all-round He'll probably product, watch all but... of Rampage or one hour of it. And then, like I said, he skips up Raw and most of SmackDown. 
I've been enjoying AEW a lot more, and um, you know, I've actually been watching it. I'm not like two, three weeks behind. I've actually like I've not got it on now. I've got reruns of SmackDown on there. Where as before, when we doing the pod, I'd have it on as we'd be watching. And AEW used to be the case that it would take me three or four goes to finish two hour episode. Well, with Raw or SmackDown, I can blitz watch it and just finish it all because it's just easy content. Um, but in terms of a product, AEW is getting its bearings and is getting stronger. Um, but with this going head to head, I think it is testing the water. But it, it goes back to the day of when TNA were competing with WWE and TNA put uh, their show on uh, a Monday night to try and compete with Raw. And that's when Vince went, well, I'll bring back HBK. And they absolutely squashed them. And then within about a month, they changed their date. They changed their time back. So with Rampage being on the same time as SmackDown, even though it falls on afterwards, I think Vince is like, why are you on the same day as me? You know, you could have gone on Thursdays. You could have got stayed on Wednesdays. You could have gone on Saturdays. You know, I have Mondays and Fridays. Why are you invading my space? So I think with Vince, he's probably seen it as a bit of a war. But um, yeah, even though it's on afterwards and it's a, bit, a little bit of a, de- a different demographic, Rampage is one of those shows that you can just record it and then watch it the next day. I mean, for us UK viewers, if we wanted to watch Rampage live, it's on a, what, four in the morning? You know, you're not going to watch that. You'll just watch it recap the next day. Um, but it is a test of the water. And, you know, you could see something like a dynamite going head to head with Raw on a Monday night in a couple of years. Very true. Right. Get your pens. It's time to quiz. I've got my Parker Ooh. pen. So we're going to finish off the show this week. It's my turn. Yeah, let me load up my Google, he says. So unfortunately, after my storming win last week, I can't get any points this week because I'm hosting. But the current leaderboard has me and Joe, so Taryn and Joe on five, Jamie on nine, and Dan on 15. So a bit of catching up to do. So how are you all going to do today? Are we ready? What a boost. Yeah, I'm ready. Board. Right. Question one. Oh, no. The main event of WrestleMania 2000 was billed with what name? So it had a slogan. There it is, the Google. I can see it in his eyes. Question two. <laughs> Question two. Who did Cody Rhodes first defend? The AWTNT Championship against. Question three. Who are the current Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions? Oh, give me a second on that one. Oh, dear. Does it? They just changed hands. He watches it every week. No, they just changed hands. Bear me a second. Just give me more time for Jamie to Google. <laughs> I don't need to Google because I don't give a shit about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it. Good, there we go. Question if four. If I get this answer, you know I've Googled because I have no <laughs> idea who's even on impact. <laughs> Question four. Who did John Moxley defeat to become GCW World Champion? Look at the stern look in Joe's face. He's like, what? <laughs> Question five. Who is recognised as the very first African-American world champion in professional wrestling history? I will say, I will say, I will repeat that. Who is recognised as? Because we know, you know, sometimes figures and stats are fudged by certain companies and whatnot, but he is recognised. Question six. Nice and easy. What is the real name of Hulk Hogan? 
cool. Question seven. Where is Goldberg billed from? Are you wanting the city and the state? I want the city and the state. Cool. Question eight. In what year did WCW Monday Nitro debut? What in the hell is he doing here? Question nine. Who was the very first Ring of Honor world champion? And question ten. Closest wins. What is the run time for Chris Jericho's theme slash Fozzie song Judas? How long does I it go on? I listen to it all the time. I should get close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Right then. So we'll go back to question one. Let's we will start <laughs> with Dan. Dan, what was the main event of WrestleMania 2000 build as? So what was it called? I have no idea. I just wrote down big time. So, Jamie, do you have any idea what the main event was named as? Um, I went for a McMahon in every corner. Joe, what did you go for? Was, um, <clears throat> sorry, a rock versus stalls for once in a lifetime. Jamie is correct. It was a McMahon in every corner. It was Mick Foley, the Triple H. Foley. Was it Big Show and The Rock? And they each had a McMahon in every corner. <laughs> Question I'm sure two. We've had this question before, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Have we at it? Um, Jamie, who did Cody Rhodes first to defend the TNT title against? Uh, I wasn't 100 sure on this one, so I said Lance Archer. Joe? Darby Allen. Dan? Eddie Kingston. It was Jungle Boy. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Joe, who's the current Impact World Tag Team Champions? Good Brothers. Dan? Gallows and Anderson. Jamie. Good brothers. The good brothers. You don't even know. He just said it. <laughs> it's only because they're there with Fingy, so I was just like, yeah, they're in impact, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they Dan, may as not be. <laughs> Dan, who did John Moxley defeat to become GCW world champion? Matt Cardona. Jamie. Well, I put Zack Ryder but Matt Cardona in. Yeah. Joe. Matt Cardona. Shorty shoot. <laughs> we'll take him at face value but we'll go with Joe first on who number five who is recognised as the very first African American world champion in professional wrestling history Rob Simmons Jamie Ron Simmons Dan Ron Simmons you're all incorrect it's Farouk no yes it's Ron Simmons <laughs> Dan what's the real name of Hulk Hogan Terry Belair does anybody have any different for Terry Bowyer? No. Number seven, Jamie, where is Goldberg billed from? I put Arizona. Joe? It was, I originally had Florida and I crossed it out for Arizona. Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Dan? Atlanta, That's Georgia. It is Atlanta. I knew Georgia. it was an A. I put Arizona instead <laughs> of Atlanta. <laughs> Dan, what year was the first Monday Nitro? 91. Jamie? 1995. Joe? 96. 95. Oh. Um, Jamie, who was the first Ring of Honor world champion? The Styles, that is AJ. Dan? 
wrong killings. Joe? I put Big Dad Wilson. The answer was Loki. Oh. Alright. And <laughs> closest gets the point. Joe, what's the run time for Judas? Three minutes, 43 seconds. Jamie? I put four minutes, 28. Dan? 257. You're all right. It's one minute ten. No, it's it's four minutes and ten seconds. So Jamie gets the point with that one. You are beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Calculate your scores. <sighs> Joe, that was a sigh. What have you got? Seven. Seven. I got four. I got six. Four. Jamie with the point. He's catching up, Dan. So that's Taryn and Joe on five, Jamie on ten, and Dan now on fifteen. I'm on hosting next week. This is what's going to happen tonight. You're going to finish second again. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And that brings us to the end of this week's show. So, Daniel, where can everybody find us on the socials? So, yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We're Grapplecast Show, but you can also find us on the Facebooks, the Instagram, and the Twitter. We're regularly asking questions, posting funny pictures, all sorts um, on the socials. So feel free to give us uh, comments. Um, likes, subscribes, all sorts of those things. Yeah, get in touch. Fantastic. Enjoy Crown Jewel, everybody, and everybody listening. We'll our show will still be next Friday, so we'll be putting out our reactions the day after. Um, about well, within twenty four hours, I would assume, of the event happening. So nice and quick for next week, the way that the pay per view falls. But yes, enjoy it all. Enjoy watching Seth Rollins defeat Edge in the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> so I enjoy Dewdrop becoming the Queen's Crown Jack. But until then, if you'd like to sign us off, Jamie. Yes, because I must bid you adieu and say goodbye. There are guys. Bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, armbar! I am Sir Michael!